Do, do, do. Hello there, Nerd Talkalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtalkalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band, YouTube channel, podcast, or any other project you're currently working on. And we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron. And finally, we have a limited $5 a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list, which means when our show requires a guest, you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show, and will be chosen in order. We thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners, and hope to put these contributions to good use. Remember, we're not only doing this because we love it, but because we love being nerdy, and we know you do too. So head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerdtalkalypse Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the nerd, nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds take, take over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, the Walking Dead universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at nerdtalklipspodcast.com. Also, find our channel at youtube.com slash nerdtalklipspodcast. Please reach out to us via email at nerdtalklips at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash nerdtalkalypse, where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerdtalkalypse is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode. What's up, Nerdthusiasts? Thank you for joining us for episode 55 of Nerdtalkalypse. We are here today discussing spring premieres for, uh, as Arrow you can Wars. see behind behind us, we got Gotham. Oops. Not used to this green screen yet. Gotham, Flash, Arrow, and Soups. All the way down there. Anyway. So, yeah, we're doing oh, that. Hey, how about that? <laughs> so, listen. 
we might look a little we might we might look a little weird today and i just want to show everybody what we're celebrating that's right mustachio may <laughs> mustache may <laughs> it's not as glorious as it sounds as you can very well tell we look ridiculous My, i shaved mine a little short but it'll be all right what can i say the the if, a lot of people i mean mustache march was a thing but DJ's daughter's birthday lands in March, and he's like, I don't want all of her birthday pictures for a meme mustache. Like, I don't want to be forever immortalized. <laughs> you would, every for, year. Yeah. <coughs> Ever. Forever. Like, and sh- just immortalized with a mustache. So I was I, like, hey, let's do mustache fucking made the day I start EMT school. <laughs> well, all, yeah, hey, man. I mean, I got nothing to lose. You hey, got, I, I don't know anybody in that class, so as far as they know, this is what I always look like. That's true. And then when you start growing- I'll grow a real beard like I normally have, and they'll be like, that's weird, dude. <laughs> Just be like, hey, go check out last week's podcast, see what I really look like. That's right. That's a way to promote. Yeah, that's one way to do it. If you're generally curious. All right, but first we're getting into nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. So for DC Universe, um, there's there's literally only DC news, and we're gonna fly right through this. Real so, short. Um, DC NBC, they've canceled Powerless, which kind of sucks because I actually like that show. It's funny. Right. And it's quirky. Now, there's a little bit of an, <coughs> an edit here. Apparently, it hasn't officially been canceled yet, but it doesn't look good. It has been indefinitely taken off the schedule, but we guess there's potential remi- for the remaining episodes to be picked up by another service, i.e. Hulu, Netflix, or the DC streaming app, what, which brings what, us to um, the next topic. Perfectly. Warner is producing a live-action Teen Titans series, which I, I can't remember if we mentioned it or not, but I remember I saw something about the uh, green-lighted for Beast Boy, and I was like, fuck yeah. I'd love to see a live-action Beast Boy, dude. That'll be dope. Yeah, if it's he, coming. If they, dude, that's going to be a lot of CGI, though, for that. Dude, Teen Next Titans year. is full of, you know, like Raven and all her... I don't know how, what which Teen Titans they're choosing, but... Um, um, well, it says here, um, Greg Berlanti, Jeff Johns, to be aired on the new official DC streaming service. Possible crossover for Belanti and the CW verse, maybe. Um, uh, DC shows have been killing it for Warner Brothers, and the studio definitely knows it. In a shocking announcement on Tuesday, the, I don't studio, know which Tuesday that the is. studio has revealed that a live-action Titans show is on the way. The series will focus on Dick's Dick on Dick's on Dick Grayson <laughs> as he assembles a team of young heroes to fight together. Along with the news that Grayson is headlining the show, WB released this synopsis. It follows a group of young, soon-to-be superheroes recruited from every corner of the DC Universe. In the action-adventure series, Dick Grayson emerges from the shadows to become a leader of a fearless band of new heroes that includes Starfire, Raven, and others. The series is being produced by Jeff Johns, Greg Berlanti, and Akiva Goldsman, the same team that brings the DC Universe on the CW. Goldsman has written the script for Titans and is expected to premiere in 2018. That'll be something to look forward to. I can't. That, that'll be crazy. The series won't air on CW, though, as WB is moving in a new direction for this new show, along with the new Young Justice episodes. Titans will air on DC's brand new streaming service that will begin along with the new premieres next year. This Titans series is likely the same show that has previously developed 
at TNT. Goldsman wrote a script for a series that focused on Dick Grayson's transition to Nightwing from Robin, which would be dope, and it's also featured Raven and Starfire. TNT passed on the show, but it looks as if the project is still alive and well. But the all right. So the last bit of DC news here we have is the latest Wonder Woman TV spot has shown us David Thewlis, who portrayed Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter films. He is portraying Wonder Woman Nemesis Ares. <laughs> He's per- he is portraying Wonder Woman is what I saw. I was like, really? <laughs> He's portraying the Nemesis Ares. He's gonna be upcoming- Ares. Yes. What? That sounds crazy. Isn't that nuts? I wonder how he's going to do, man. I don't know. I like him. I mean, I don't, I don't really know him as much. Besides, all I've ever seen him in is Lupin as far as I can recognize. Yeah. I can't re- remember him from anything else. It should definitely be interesting, man. I, I mean, I, I, when I first heard I was like, wow, he's really portraying Ares? Like, that's crazy. That's cool but shit, dude. This movie is just over a month away. So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, but speaking of Friday, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out on Friday, and we're oh, gonna go buddy. check that shit out. It's gonna Big be pretty D, awesome. 3D or IMAX 3D, whichever. Oh, I can't wait. Fuck yeah, I can't wait for either. Yeah, whichever, whichever version we go to see, I can't wait. But yeah, as we said, uh, we're gonna get right into our Arrowverse here, along with for the very first time, unless you can our recap of last episode, Gotham. So um, we're gonna hop right into it. So the first thing we got here is Supergirl Season 2, Episode 18, titled Ace Reporter. Uh, overall, this episode was not bad. It was funny. None of the episodes were bad today. I, I, they were all good in their own way. It was interesting. Well, if I had to choose one that I didn't like out of the, all of them, Arrow. it was definitely Arrow. Yeah. It was just weird. Felicity was I hate annoying. Felicity. <laughs> all right. So the episode starts off with Lena. She invites... Kara to a press conference being held by her former boyfriend, Jack Sphere, who unveils Biomax, a nanobot technology that can heal human ailments. After the conference, Kara is approached and told Kara is approached and told the human trials of Biomax were faked, but her source is killed by the nanobots before she is told anymore. Kara and Monel crash Kara and Monel crash. Oh, <coughs> Duh. They crash Lena and Jack's dinner date and take Jack's <laughs> key card. They were driving a car around and they crashed. <laughs> I was like, crash? Uh, discovering footage of Jack injecting Biomax into himself. That was crazy. Yeah, he just like human trials it right into his arm and becomes a human nanobot. Right. He was a little different than he was in the comic books. Can I read this real quick before yeah, you continue? Yeah, go for it. It says, uh, Jack's figure in the comics in the New Earth comic books. I believe he's a newer character. Um, his alias is Biomax. That's like his villain name, I guess. Like that's what he goes by. Like Cisco would name him Biomax, I guess. <laughs> but he was the, he was the CEO of Biosphere Technologies. What did they call it in the show? Uh, 
I think the same. It wasn't Biosphere Technologies. It was something else. I don't remember. I said I looked it up and I was like, that doesn't exist. But then ended up, and I said it was this. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But uh, and ultimately, he ended up getting in an accident. Uh, some stuff that was like stuff they were using for food was getting was like, making people sick. And then Green Arrow and Black Canary broke in Biosphere to try to confront him because Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris became ill from the Biosphere marinade. And then uh, bio, uh, so they so like the stuff like made you lose your head like he could control cows and shit. Interesting. Like because like that's the the formula he was using to keep the beef better or whatever he thought it was doing. Right. Uh, he like was having the the cows attack them. Hmm. But Jason, his son, pushed him into a vat of Biomax formula, the typical way to become a villain. <laughs> yeah. And he became, he said he did not die, but he mutated into a sentient form of the Biomax process. So he didn't have a, he doesn't really have a body, I guess. Hmm. It's more like he's sentient, because his weakness down here, it says no physical body. I don't know how that's a weakness, but. But yeah, then his, his powers are flight and possession. He can, like, possess your head and make you do things. He, like, took control of Green Arrow's mind and forced him to attack Manhunter and Striker Z. Hmm. Hell yeah. The guy's pretty dope. Yeah. All right, so... Kara later takes the footage and shows it to Lena, who confronts Jack and discovers he is being controlled by his CFO, Beth Breen, and discovers the side effect of the nanobots. Uh, loss of free will. Supergirl then turns up to save Lena, but when the former is trapped by the nanobots, Lena is forced to deactivate them, killing Jack in the process. Breen is incarcerated, and Snapper rehires Kara at Catco, providing providing the Biomax story. Snapper Kara had a lot of snippy Snapper comments. He's a douche. In this episode. He really did. Yeah. A lot of it were really fun. What was that thing he said? I don't know. Like, did you even say thank you? It was once. When I was signing divorce papers or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. He's fucking something, man. <laughs> um, so she's incorporated. Rehires Kara at Catco. Rehires Kara at Catco. <laughs> <laughs> For providing the Biomax story, Lena is visited by Rhea, which was a very interesting twist. Meanwhile, Wynn brings Lyra onto the team with him and Guardian, causing tensions that lead Lyra Leaving the team. Yeah, because she was pretty uh, intense. Like, the specific scene was that, like, this teenager was robbing a liquor store or something. Some stupid little crime. And she was pounding his ass hard. Oh, yeah. And then Guardian was like, I can't be, you know, that's fucking, come on, he's a kid. Like, Yeah, he, like, unmasked him. He's like, holy shit, you're just a kid. Yeah, but she went fucking, she's tough, dude, but she, labia face, man. You don't fuck with that. <laughs> labia face. <laughs> All right. Um, where, James returns her to the team with one condition that she follows his instructions. And that. Pretty much ends the episode. Other than yeah. that, there wasn't a whole lot of plot progression. I mean, the, those fucking dude, th- those nanobot things were crazy, dude. When they killed that guy, when Snapper Car was in there with him, turned his ass into dust. Just gone, man. Like nothing left, no blood or anything. No. I don't. That was fucking cool, dude. Even at the beginning, when that dude, when he like he like cuts his hand, and it like heals his hand. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, there's some good special effects on this episode, man. Those nanobots look pretty real. Yeah, like, they looked really good. Even and, hit, when he was all like nanoed out. Yeah, when everyone he turned into it. Yeah. But even when Supergirl in the beginning, when she was fucking flying around and Dude, in the city, oh, yeah. it was just really cool. She was just bored and she, there was like no crime and shit. She was like, fuck, I'm bored. Like, god damn it. Like, yeah. 
And then and then she like she's like baking food and she just like reaches in the oven and grabs it bare hands. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I guess she doesn't need fucking oven mitts. It would have been really funny though if she like burned herself and she was like, oh crap tonight, just like yeah, I'm waiting <laughs> for it, dude. I'm, I'm waiting. waiting. Every opportunity, he's like, she's gonna say crap tonight. She's gonna say crap tonight. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope someday it happens. Well, like it wasn't crap tonight, but remember she said, uh, he is my kryptonite. And then as they're leaving, she goes, hey, so what's your kryptonite? And Carl's like, uh. I'm like, oh, well, well kryptonite. Well, yeah, <laughs> Qu- fucking kryptonite. Kryptonite is the only thing that is my kryptonite. Yeah. It's weird that they use that phrase in that universe. It's my kryptonite. Like, like it's that commonly known that kryptonite is their weakness. Is, like, yeah. You know, yeah, that is really weird, you know, man. In our world, it's, it's common because it's a comic book. You know, people know kryptonite is Superman's weakness, but in their universe, that's odd to me. Like, Yeah. Hey, whatever. It's 2017. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty strange. All right. So we're going to move on here. You're up. We're in Flash. Episode 3. Season 3, episode 19. The Once in Future Flash. We were actually pretty excited for this episode because we get to see future fucking flash and i really liked i, oh, I really yeah. enjoyed this episode it was really cool but um caitlin destroys the necklace and escapes uh at the end of the last episode she was turning to killer frost because he thought uh what's it, julian thought that was the only way that she could be saved and it, i'm probably it probably was you know but yeah yeah i mean you can't blame him but at what cost yeah so you know, after a little bit of discussion with a couple people, Barry, he decides to finally, he's like, I'm doing it. I'm going to 2024, you know, because that's about when Savitar would have been defeated and thrown into the Speed Force. So he wants to know, he wants to know some shit, you know, because if he can't figure it out from the past, he's going to, and he can't change the future enough, he's just going to have to go know the future, apparently. But uh, and when he learns that Cisco lost his powers after Caitlyn, who allied with Savitar, shattered Cisco's hands. That was Flash. a that was a really fucking brutal scene, though, man. Yes, it was, like, dude. They were like fighting, and his hands were like freezing, and they just shatter, and he's screaming. I'm like, oh my god, that yeah. is dark. That's pretty dark for. I haven't seen anything that kind of dark since Zoom fucking beat the piss out of Barry and broke his back and shit, and was carrying him around the city. Yeah, and then Cisco reveals his Luke Skywalker hands. Yeah, they were dope as shit, dude. I was, dude. This I like this episode a lot. I love whenever <coughs> they go to the future. Um, so uh, HR becomes a successful novelist. He's like reading the book to in HR's uh, jitters. HR jitters. HR jitters. <laughs> fucking apparently he bought jitters, which doesn't surprise me. No. And bitches are like texting him like, I want you. And then another bitch texts him, I want you now. And then he's like, hey, how about we threesome? I mean, complete this or something. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> fucking HR, man. But, uh, and Wally is catatonic with a shattered spine because he decided to fucking go after Savitar on his own after uh iris died and they were saying like they don't know what he saw but he fucking he just his you know he's in a wheelchair and he just stares off into space mouth kind of open it's kind of unsettling now i did hear actually first of all i want to we should have said at the beginning and i didn't put it in the notes um this episode was directed by tom cavanaugh yes it was really well done yeah actually it was that guy can do fucking everything man dude yeah he is really a jack of all trades he was just on uh comic book men Dude, I, I gotta say, I, I watched the episode, did you see the episode of Shark Tank with fucking uh, Family Guy guy? Seth MacFarlane? Yes. Really? Yeah, no. season four. Hmm. 
He was like, a, he just walked in and it was a guest and he was like doing voices and shit. And like the, the sharks were like hated on him, dude. It was funny. They hated on him? Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Like, we're going to look it up after this. Have you episode. ever seen the episodes with Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while, the horse pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but, love um, Shark Tank. Welcome um, to the Shark Tank podcast. <laughs> but no, I, I was going to say that I had heard, it was a while ago now, and someone was talking about Savitar's identity. Um, and they were talking about how each member of Fla- of Team Flash is going to find out individually who it is, who it is, and then we'll finally fucking find out, and then we'll find out, we'll find out like when Barry does or something, like well, yeah, like each person, and it's going to affect each person obviously in a way different way. So I think everybody thinks it's Ronnie Raymond. I think that Wally already saw and like knows that, and he's just beyond fucked up from it. Would finding out who it is be that horrifying? I don't know. Unless it is, I think I still think it's a barrier of some sort. I don't know. I mean, if it was Ronnie, it would that the end of this episode would make sense a little bit, but I guess. But also, no, that's just stretching, in my opinion. I don't think it's Ronnie. No, I do not think it's Ronnie. But yeah, Mike, I agree with you. One of one of he says one of my favorite episodes. I love time travel, and I agree. But uh, and Julian works at Iron Heights, tending to Caitlin, who some they didn't really say how, or I didn't hear how, but they didn't they captured her somehow. She's like in this in a cell that she can't get out of apparently. Um, Joe is depressed and bitter. We see him at the at the cemetery looking at Iris's grave, and Barry kind of walks up. And there's obviously tension there because apparently, like Barry left. You know, Barry gave up. You know, because Barry's one of the first. The first we see Cisco, and then we see Barry in the episode. Yes. And Barry Allen, his hair is long and greasy. He just completely quits. Like he, he you know, he did, he finished off Avatar, and then they just and ended everything. Like. It, and then you know, it's sad to see him like that. It's like it's it's seeing him defeated like that. It's just like seeing Rick Grimes defeated or, yeah, like, see, all over yeah, defeated. Dude, I I feel for Joe, man. So uh, you know, and then so uh, Future Barry is a recluse hiding in Star Labs, and in his absence, Scudder and Dylan, which is top, top right, top top and Mirror Master have taken over Central City. They apparently run shit. Um, uh, which he actually, those are the first people he sees when he gets there. As soon as he fucking gets out of his fucking thing, there's Top right there, of course. And she, like, throws him in. Throwback Thursday? Yeah. We haven't seen that suit in years. (laughs) And then they fucking, like, she does her Top thing to him, and he's all fucking vertigo. And then Mirror Master just comes out and, like, punches him out of the window. It was kind of cool. But uh, I love the way Mirror Master's effects look and everything. Like, he's really cool, but. But, um. Uh, Barry fails to learn Savitar's identity. Uh, fucking uh, Killer Frost knows, but she won't tell him, obviously. And uh, Barry doesn't, so nobody knows. I think the only people that know right now would be uh, fucking Killer Frost and Wally, potentially. We yeah. don't know for sure if Wally knows, but he's the only other one that might. Right. So uh, uh, Barry attempting to just go back to the past, you know, just considering this a failure. Um, secret, Cisco secretly uses a device to prevent Barry, Barry from returning to the past, hoping he will put things right. Because he misses the team. That was his life. Now he just, uh, the way it looked, he just did nothing. Like, Who? Cisco. Oh, Barry. Or oh, Cisco, Cisco, too. Yeah. Like, everybody. Like, you know, Cisco just, he was, I mean, he has robot arms and shit like it. Yeah, he can't do anything. His life is not. He seemed very, oh, like, over overwhelmingly happy to see yeah. Barry from the past. Like It's funny because not only at the beginning of this season, it was that he was very pissed at Barry. Yeah. Yeah, you that's I mean? true. So it's just interesting to see. I mean, like almost like he wasn't going to be his friend anymore, but now he was so elated. That's a good word, elated. He was very elated seeing him. Um. So Barry rounds up Julian, Joe, and HR. Like that scene was funny. He just runs and grabs them all out of there, and like Joe's like, "What the hell is going? How did this happen?" 
And then, like, <laughs> see, but when Joe first talked to Barry, his back was to him, so he didn't know it was the past Barry. Because uh, he just asked him to leave, and Barry just is hard for him. So, uh, and of course, what's the first fucking thing HR does when he gets back to the lab? He looks, he's looking all over the place, and he fucking finds those fucking drumsticks, man. <laughs> I knew he, it. <laughs> he loves those damn things. I knew it. So, uh, Scudder and Dylan overwhelm Barry with their powers while they're fighting. Um, but after overhearing him, Future Barry uses Cisco's device to negate the villain's abilities, helping Barry capture them. Future Barry gives Barry, Future Barry gives past Barry information about a speed force trap and tells him to find a physicist named Ter- Tracy Brand because he said well, it wasn't until four years after the death of Iris yeah. that this technology became available, so it took him that long to finally get rid of Savitar. Four years of after Iris's death until he, well... It's so crazy that that nothing they can do. Yeah, he's insane, man. And uh, uh, so he's, he tells her to find her, find this person, and maybe they can speed it along or whatever. It's even crazier because in this episode, they didn't. It's not in this description here, but in this episode, even like Future Barry was just like he's like, you will literally do everything that you can that you can think of to try to save you her. Want, you will even create time remnants. You'll even create yeah yeah multiple time remnants to help, and you'll he still will kill fail. every one of them eventually. Like that is insane. He's a beast. I can't wait to find out who it is. I know. Mike I says that, Mike says he hear he heard that we find out tomorrow's episode. Oh baby. Which that means for us, we won't know until next Monday. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so in the present, Killer Frost meets with Savitar, who offers her a chance to eliminate Caitlyn forever. So, you know, Killer Frost wants. It's like she has two people inside of her, and she wants to get rid of the good part. Um, she is reluctant. She's like, "What makes me trust you?" You know, what makes, and Savitar like he like kneels down, and. It, very Halo style, you know, and then fucking like the, the armor just starts fucking unfolding from the top. Just it was fucking badass. It was really cool, yeah. Very good, and then like all you see is a foot step out of it. Boom! Episode over. Fuck. Well, yeah, and uh, I mean the the foot steps out, and she immediately is just like, "What do you need me to do?" She's very submissive to whoever yeah. that is. Like it's without without know. a doubt, she is just like, "Okay, I'm down." Like seeing him once, I'm gonna be very pissed if it's. HR, but it couldn't be HR because Avatar's in the Speed Force in the future, and HR was there. So I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully, it's not somebody we fucking hate. Right? It's fucking Damien Dark. Oh my god! <laughs> How pissed would you be if it was fucking? I would Dam- not be a happy guy if it's Damien Dark. <laughs> I'll be writing letters to the Flash That'd be writers. So fucking funny, dude. But all right. Um. So that ends Flash. It was a good episode, man. I liked it. Oh uh, yeah, I very much like. I'm. I'm a little. Miffed that we didn't get any of the information that we wanted, but it is what it is. In every episode we're miffed. I know. Non-stop cliffhangers left and right. <coughs> but what can you do? All right, so then we get into this like uh, mediocre episode of Arrow. I guess it wasn't really mediocre, but it was just different. Like, uh. Oliver still isn't in his Arrow costume. He's still doing his vigilante type thing because you know he's not ready to be the Arrow again. Well, based off the episode that we got, la- like the one that preceded this episode, this episode should have been fucking crazy, and it wasn't as crazy as it should have been. It was it was an interesting episode, but remind me that was the one where Prometheus escapes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and he was just like driving past all the cops and shit. Yeah, like it's a beautiful morning. It was crazy. I was like, "Holy well, fuck!" See, I can't no, wait for the next episode. Yeah, but it's okay for me though because 
the first thing I would ever expect Prometheus to do would to be to hide immediately. So it, it, it they kept true to the character. Yeah. You know, instead of just him so just much, going... So much happened in the last episode. Like, they got, you know, they, they de-scrambled that fucking thing and they got his picture and Dinah Lance is like, I'm going to walk this right into the thing and Felicity put it up on YouTube and the whole city's going fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's a ghost. Felicity like, said herself, she goes, she, she was trained by Talia al Ghul. You know, and if he wants to disappear into the wind, he will disappear into the wind. Like, yeah, I mean, I, no, I understand. It makes sense. It just, it's frustrating. I still, I can't wait to learn who Vigilante is, too, man. Driving me insane. Ah, uh, yeah. The latest rumor is that we're not going to find out until next season. Fuck that. Uh, there's only, I mean, no, dude, there's only, th- yeah, there's three episodes left. Really? For each of these, yeah. Pretty sure. I think each 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 show got a order for... Yep, 22 episodes, so... Uh, yeah, 22, 23, 24. So next week is the 20th episode. After that's the 22nd and the 23rd. Oh, maybe they did get 23 episodes. Hmm. I heard that they were only getting... So that we have four more? Yeah. Oh, yeah, today is... The, yeah, There's more. there's some tonight. I keep forgetting that we're a week behind. So, yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 20, 21, 22, Either way, fuck yeah. 23. You can do a lot of shit in four episodes. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So, a- Arrow Season 5, Episode 19, Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, with law enforcement with law enforcement agencies, agencies, I can't <laughs> talk tonight, unable to locate Chase, Felicity agrees to Alina's plan to free former Helix leader Caden James who has created a biometric tracker that can find anyone, um, like, down to their heartbeat. I, c- I couldn't find said. anything about this character outside of this show. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Um, apparently he's just, like, a super great hacker. Um, but this guy is currently in Argus custody without without due process. Which now, fucking pisses Diggle off. Yeah, Diggle was not a happy guy about that. Uh, Lila plans to use James as bait to destroy Helix, but Alina, having already anticipated it, finds James's true location, and that leads her team, including Felicity, to the rescue. They are interrupted abruptly by Team Arrow, but Felicity forces them to allow Helix to escape with James. Helix end their connection to Felicity, but provide her with James's scanner, which she uses to learn that Chase is already in the team hideout. So, yeah, that's pretty much essentially the very last scene of the episode. Um, starting an assault. So that, 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 that's how that episode ends. Meanwhile, Quentin Lance confronts Renee for not visiting his daughter, though legally possible. Renee believes himself to be an unsuitable father. However, Quentin organizes a visit, making Renee decide to fight for reclaiming Zoe. Um John confronts Lila for her moral ambiguity. Ambig- ambiguity. He, ha- he also compares her to Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say that if you didn't. Um, which led to their divorce previously. Oh, yeah, I guess they were, they got divorced before? Yeah, they were married before the show existed. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, yeah, the, I mean... Oh, yeah, they still have a son now, huh? Yeah. That's weird. John Diggle Jr. No, Sarah. But yeah, so I mean, the 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 end of this episode was the craziest part of the entire thing. 
when when they finally get that thing plugged in the computer and they're like, all right, well, let's find out where Chase is. And Felicity's like, oh, shit, he's here in the fucking Arrow Cave building. And then the computer blows Exploded, up. yeah. <laughs> we were like, holy fuck. Other than that, not a lot really happened in this episode as far as exciting things. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy. But I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Felicity was pissing us off the whole time. Yeah, she's just a stupid ass bitch. She's a hypocrite, man. She really is. She does things that she always gets mad at Oliver for doing. And, and then she says, well, who are you to get mad at me? I'm like, well, well, fucking, how can you get mad at me for some shit and then do it too? Like, fuck. Yeah. But, but this is what I'm most excited about. This episode of Gotham was dope. Fuck yes, it was, dude. Just the title alone will tell you how dope this is. As soon as I saw that title, I'm like, yeah, baby, I can't wait to see this. Gotham, season three, episode 15. Oh, it feels so good to be talking about Gotham. <laughs> Finally. Heroes Rise, titled How the Riddler Got His Name, which, fuck, yeah, dude, that sounds dope. Because if there's anything <clears throat> about Gotham that we've talked about even last week and this before that we love the most, it is definitely Jerome. And the Riddler. And Edward fucking Nygma. Yes, sir. And this episode highlighted Edward Nygma and all of his great feats. So uh, Bruce is summoned by Selina through a letter, but she denies sending him the letter, which causes him to get in a fight with, I can't remember their name, but they got they came into a confrontation once before Bruce. Uh, right there, Sonny Gilzine. Oh, Sonny Gilzine. Oh, okay. I wonder if he's related to Butch. I think so. Yeah, it was his like younger cousin or brother or some shit like Butch that. Butch Gilzine, yeah. Never so, uh, even paid any attention. Oh, yeah, and it says after an encounter with Sonny Gilzine, Bruce is, uh, and it, he kicks their ass, by the way. Yeah, he you does. Know, he fucking, at first they push him down, and he's like, all right. I was like, kick his ass, Bruce. Fucking kick his ass. And then he fucking got in the stance, and he fucking whooped the butt. Yeah, dude. It was dope. Arkham style. So uh, Bruce is uh, cornered and drugged by his doppelganger, who is the one who really sent the letter. And uh, he wakes up in a dungeon t- with a view of the snowy mountains with the former usurps his while the former usurps his identity now i was like is that nanda parbot like you know because we're supposed to see ray al ghul yeah and he was wearing like a weird thing but i wonder why they would put him there like why is there where that he would go like the court of owls i don't know man the court of owls they, they don't there's no way they control the league of assassins too like maybe but, they i don't know man that's yeah. a great question i don't know we'll have to i don't know much about that t- at that time what they were what they were doing but uh, meanwhile, Gordon reconnects with his uncle Frank, who attempts to persuade him to become a member of the Court of Owls, saying that you know I, I'm sorry you're supposed to trust me. I'm uh, I was your your dad's brother. I didn't mean to abandon you. You know he's throwing this huge spiel. I don't know if I trust him at all. And uh, you know he you know they go out hunting and shit, and he's just trying to convince Gordon to join the Court of Owls for some weird ass reason. Yeah, and, and then as he enters the show. So does Dexter music. Yeah, I swear to God, dude. Every time that, like, when 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 Bruce and Bruce see each other, it's that weird Dexter music they play. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, man. It's so weird. So, meanwhile, Nigma, who is the, t- the the main part of this episode, attempts to build a name for himself by sending the police on goose chases. No, like, well, first off, he you know he goes through the entire city trying to find the most intelligent of the intelligent. You know, he he asks everybody riddles, and then they don't answer properly, or they, they don't answer the way he would like, so he just fucking kills him. Makes it look like an accident, or whatever's happening. But it just, you see him going crazy, he like, takes these drugs, 
that make him hallucinate and see the penguin all dripping wet and shit. Dude, I got to give Robin Lord Taylor credit, man, because usually for shows like this, it takes about eight days to film each episode. And Robin Lord Taylor filmed almost every single one of his scenes sopping wet. Yeah. That would be so uncomfortable. Yeah, unless true. it was CGI'd on him, but it didn't look it. It looked he looked pretty wet. I mean, like I would that would be very uncomfortable. So um, so yeah, he kills these people, and then they find and like Lucius Fox is the one on the other hand that decided that he's like I think this is a murder, and uh, Bullock who is taking place as captain again because there's no fucking captain. He's like I, I you know I got I don't got we still finding bodies from Jerome left behind. We fucking got all this other shit to deal with. I don't really have time for a possible thing. Right. Lucius is very certain. So uh, at some point, Riddler finally gets to the point, or not Riddler at this point yet, but Enigma decides, because, man, I need to find somebody. He goes, I don't need it. Because he was looking for a mentor is what he was doing, finding these intelligent people to make him into a villain. But he's like, no, what I need is a is an opponent, an enemy. So he's like, I'm going to go after Gordon. So he sends a fucking guy in a fruit suit with a tele- like a singing telegram. <laughs> 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 and like, uh, but Gordon was not being there, being out in the woods with his uncle, is intercepted by Bullock and F- Lucius Fox. It was like the pawns king, and he sent this fucking piece of paper. And apparently, it's a from what I gathered, the the lines all over it were it was a pattern of a type of chess play. Yeah, it's like a way to. I mean, if if this episode did anything, it made you realize that Lucius Fox is a fucking genius. Yeah, which we should already know. He's you know, like he, he's created a lot of the Batman suits and shit. Like, he, of course, he's a genius. But uh, so uh, so that him and Bullock show up to the chess playing. He's like, oh, well, fucking Gordon's not here. Like Riddler was up on top of the balcony, and he's like, who, who fucking cracked my riddle? He goes, oh, Foxy. <laughs> That's what he calls Lucius Fox. Then. Yeah. So, uh, after being taunted by hallucinations, hallucinations of the penguin, which he also threw a fucking dancing slash singing number in the fucking episode, penguin. Man, he yeah, he had his fucking top. It was hat on. really, really weird. It was. He sang pretty good. I wonder if it was him. I don't know. It sure sounded like him. Yeah. I, it, it was just about as like I said, Delena said it was just about as weird as uh, seeing Vegeta sing in, in yeah Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods. Or when he was trying to cook food for Whis that one time when he finally came up. He like trying to cook eggs, but he kept cracking the eggs in his hand. Yeah. But, it's uh, just weird. But so after a couple more clues, they end up end up somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it was, but he had. It was like a police banquet. Or something. I don't fucking remember, but he kidnapped Harvey and had him tied up on a balcony or like up on in a stairwell mm-hmm. at the very top. Yeah, it was crazy. And Lucius Fox came up and he says, if you know, he called Lucius and he's like, oh. Because the, another fruit guy, another guy in a fucking fruit costume, referred to him as Foxy. He goes, fucking Enigma. Yep. You're the only one that ever called me that. So he calls him and he's like, you come alone. So he walks up the stairs and he's like, you have three riddles you have to answer. And if you get even one right, Bullock's life is spared. And all the people in that room have been poisoned and the vial, the vial of ana- antidote is on my, his chest. So he does it and he finally gets the last riddle right, which the rope, but the rope fucking breaks anyway. But he catches... <coughs> Bullock with some ex- extreme amount of upper body strength, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then it ends up finding out because like later on he gets in his car and Riddler's in the car or Enigma's in the car and he has a gun to him and he's like fucking great, but it ended up being it wasn't even it was just knockout gas and the the the, the antidote was just like grape juice. He grape said. juice. Yeah. He was just it wasn't he wasn't actually trying to kill people, which the Riddler later would will, <laughs> but this is in the car he's like gives himself the name he goes I am the Riddler. Oh, it was so cool. Oh, it was awesome. So, uh, and meanwhile, at the very end of the episode, we see Poison Ivy. Just a scene. All of a sudden, just see Poison Ivy. 
and she's like watering her plants, and then you hear like coughing or something, and fucking penguins laying in her bed. So he keeps getting saved by villains. Like yeah. you know, Riddler saved him first, and you know, Penguin uh, Ivy saved him now. And he's had so many near death experiences. Yeah, he's crazy, dude. He, if he if he was a Saiyan, he'd be so strong right now. <laughs> but I mean, I'm okay with it because like you can't have Gotham without Robin Lord Taylor, man. Like no, he's just absolutely he not the show. Like, but he fucking but you know, and he like gets a smile. And he's like, she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like. I just realized I have somebody I have to kill, and he's like super happy about it. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> so we're gonna see a huge war between Riddler and, and fucking Penguin. Yeah, should be a good time. Oh yeah, I can't wait. But yeah, but yeah, that was our day of DC shows. And I gotta say, this is a record-breaking episode for Nerdtalkalypse. Is it short? We are at 37 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> we fucking powered through that. Well, none of the episodes, not, not a lot really happened in anything. No, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, it's time for us to have a 40-minute episode. Yeah, agreed. You know, instead of have, I mean, we got we to gotta cancel out the other one somehow. We've got four-hour episodes up on our fucking feed. Yeah. But, so that and that. Expect next week, actually, dude. Next week will be Guardians of the Galaxy. Next week will be Guardians of the Galaxy. Which so. Brett Snyder wants to be a part of if it's possible, if he sees it by then. Yeah, he told me he wants to. He wants to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Too. I'm okay with that. We could get Brett Snyder on the show yeah, if we can get a hold of him. Yeah. Um. So looks like we'll be talking about Savitar's identity later on. Not we'll today. still know it, but we'll be talking. We won't be talking about it. That I mean, we might. It if it's depends. really fucking crazy, we might have to mention it. Oh yeah. Otherwise, it'll be an all Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two five post credit scenes. Can't fucking wait to watch that movie in IMAX 3D. Right. Pretty excited. So I'm trying to make it an even 40 minutes just for whatever. Oh, I guess after I add everything else, it'll be good to go. But I don't know. I guess thanks for joining us this week. I don't. Do you have any final thoughts, Lane? No. See you next week. <laughs> All righty. Perfect. Nerd Talklips is not endorsed by any of the companies represented. All references are used under fair use laws for review and examination thereof. And this podcast was made for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening to us geek out and come back next week for more reviews, news, and Nerd Talkalypse.